Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. Uh, teach very short so that we can have time to lay hand before the lunch. Okay, you can listen to the teaching later on. Uh, you can go back and listen to the detailed teaching later on from the YouTube or from the podcast. So I like to just try to wrap up today about the key to open heaven today, and the key that I'm talking about yesterday morning we call blessing others or joining the blessing business of the Father. I have the first-hand experience. Of this blessing, of this promise of God to open the door of heaven. Let me read this scripture one more time in Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 to 2. Now the Lord has said to Abram, "You need to understand that every scripture is inspired by the Holy Spirit. It's good for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that all of His people shall be thoroughly equipped." To do every good work, even though the scripture talk about Abraham, but it's also for us because every scripture was written for us. Now the Lord has said to Abraham, "Get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be." A blessing. The Lord say, "I will bless you, the man of faith." Abraham was a man of faith. Everyone, make your hand again this way. God bless me. And then He say in the last word, last part of verse two, "You shall be a blessing." Everyone, do this way. Blessing. Okay. So God wants to bless us. And if we join the business of blessing, then we can really get involved in open heaven. Heaven has all kind of good things. God can bless us physically, financially, spiritually, anything. God can bless us to have more wisdom, more faith, more love, more revelation, and understanding. The Bible called those blessing. Through riches that you cannot buy with money, through riches, the anointing, the power, the relationship with God, but He can also bless us financial blessing. He can bless us with physical blessing that we are not sick, we are healthy, live a long life with good strength, with good days, experience the goodness of God in the land of the living. He can bless us physically. He can bless us emotionally. That we can laugh all the time. We can be happy. No worry. No loose sleep. Everything. We can have good appetite. We can eat, but don't eat too much because we can get fat. So we can eat. We can enjoy food. Amen. He can bless our family. Actually, God promised that when we love Him and serve Him, the blessing will not only stay with us, but the blessing will go down to the thousand. Generations. In fact, I am the first generation Christian. My dad was not a Christian, so I 
I'm the kind of forerunner of my family, Lauha Prasit. But I make a decision to be like Abraham myself, that I would choose the blessing, because I know that when I choose the blessing as a dad, it will go down to the thousand generations. My kids, my grandkids, my great grandkids gonna reap the thing that their father, their grandfather, and great grandfather have done in this world. Actually, this morning I was with Pastor Da. I was we were teasing with one another all the time. You know, all these years we I worked so hard. I spend very little. I don't have a lot of toys in my life. I don't buy stuff like computer or board or thing. So we keep saving so that we can serve God when I'm retired from medical field. And Pastor Da always teased me. You know, all that money in the bank that you save is not for us. It's for those three person, Joy, Paul, and Tanida, and for those little two kids, the Josiah and Nora. We don't spend much. We eat only two meals a day. Little, little. We eat really little. We don't buy clothes all the time. So, who gonna get it? Them gonna get our inheritance. Amen. So we work so hard for the next generation, but not only financial. Blessing or inheritance, but we want them to receive the blessing from heaven, and that blessing stay with them. No one can steal from them because the dad love God and serve God, and that will pass to the thousand generation. I want to give you some testimony about this and that for you. I became a Christian around 1981. Right after I became a Christian, I moved to a small city. In Thailand, called Chantaburi, I saw the American missionary try to preach the gospel, but everybody sat there could not understand what they're talking about because the Thai is very broken. And God spoke to my heart: help them, help them translate from English into Thai. So, in other words, he tried to say, "Could you please be a blessing to the people in this city called Chantaburi?" So I raised my hand. Pastor Dan Cop, Pastor Fan Cop, can I translate your English into Thai? Oh, they were so happy because now I'm a doctor. I have high education. When I speak, people listen to me anyway in Thailand because of my background. So I began to translate, and now oh, people get saved like this because they understand the gospel more than listening to broken Thai. So more people join into that Baptist church. Then God said to me. Why don't you serve in the pastoral team? I said, "Oh, really? I'm just a brand new believer. I got saved only one year ago." But I said, "Yes, Lord, use me to be the blessing to these people in Thailand in that small church, Chantaburi." So I said, "Yes." After I said yes, Pastor Dan Cop turned to me and said, "I want you to." Be anointed or to be ordained to be the pastor here. That was my second year of my Christian walk. Then I began to preach. Right after that, my clinic. I have a clinic that everyone say that you gonna slap on the mosquito all the days of your life. It's a slang in Thailand. You know Thailand have a lot of mosquitoes, and if you don't have any business, you sit there do nothing. The mosquito gonna come and hit your leg and your arm. You have to do this. Because you don't have business, it's a slang in Thailand. Slap on the mosquito, no business. Everyone 
In that small city, there were about 72 physicians came before me. I was a brand new guy in the city. I, every clinic is packed with patients. I'm new. No one gonna come to me. A young guy, and I don't treat cold. I'm a neurosurgeon. My dear brother and sister, after I decided to pay tithe and become a pastor of that church, suddenly patients come in like influx in miracle happen that many patients that other doctors could not help. I help them. They get get up and walk, and some people heal supernaturally by the name of Jesus. Then they went out into the marketplace and tell, "Go to that supernatural doctor. He's a neurosurgeon. He can treat anything." So people in flocking, money come in, money come in. Oh wow, it's so amazing! When I began to be the blessing to other, God give me the blessing, and not only that. After that, God filled me with the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongue. Even though I was in the Baptist church, but I don't want to break up that church, so I keep my mouth shut. I did not want to break up the church, but I began to more have more anointing. Then I pray to God, send me to America to be. Uh, my dream is to become American Board of Neurosurgery. That is a dream of every neurosurgeon in Thailand. Want to graduate to be American Board of Neurosurgery. My dear brother and sister, in that generation. Um, All the American young guy went back to America from Vietnam War in around 1985. The war is over, so they all influx into the medical school. Before that period, all the Thai doctor came to America as one load of airplane. All the graduate medical student came to America because American system did not have enough doctors. They all went to Vietnam War, but by the time I graduate. In 1985, the country shut off from foreign doctor. I put application about 20 applications. All of them were in the garbage can. No one want to respond to me. I never even received the letter back that you can come to the U.S. I have to pass the test. So eventually, I show up in Seattle, without any letter of recommendation, without any letter of application. I just show up because I got a green card. Then I went to the professor of University of Washington, without any paperwork. I just walk in, speaking broken English accent. <laughs> my accent is like this. When I talk to my patient, when I first came in, I want to tell my patient in the emergency room, close your eyes. But do you know what I say? Cross your eyes. <laughs> And then the doctor who stand close to me say. Uh, uh, Doctor Varun, it's not cross your eyes. Close your eyes. Oop. My accent was so bad because when I was in the high school, I studied French. I did not study English in the Catholic school, so I have to learn all this. When I first came, I say go to airport. My friends say no, no, not airport, airport. So I have to change all of my accent to learn new English for me. When I walk in there, I say. Doctor Win, I come to apply to, to be resident. He look at me. Who are you? Do you have letter of recommendation? No. You came from Thailand? Yes. Are you a doctor? Yes. Do you have any paper? No. <laughs> But again, because I want to bless other people, the blessing of the Lord is on me. Do you know what happened? He asked me to come back for interview. Even though I have no paper, and within two weeks, 
I got a position to step into the system without pay, no pay yet, zero salary. That's already good start. I went in there, start to roll the t- the stretcher of the patient, start to do everything. I did everything, and within six months, one neurosurgeon in Seattle died of the ski accident, and then they have to put somebody in the children's hospital to. Cover Children Hospital. The position opened up at Veteran Hospital. Now I get the salary. Within six months, I got the salary. By that time, God say, "Could you please start New Hope International Church?" I say, "What? I'm not a preacher. I'm a neurosurgeon, but I want you." This is the way He talked to me before I started the church in 1988. I came here by mid 1985. At that time, I start to work, but no. Permanent position yet still can be kicked out from the system. They don't give me permanent position. By 1987, God called me. He said this way. He said, "Could you please take care of my sheep in Seattle? Many of them don't have any good shepherd. They may go to church, but they are not taken care of." God spoke to me that way, and I say, "I'm gonna take this business of blessing." I want to bless people in Seattle, even though I spoke broken English and could not even sing charismatic song, because I came from Baptist church. At that time, I said yes, Lord. Boom! My boss called me in. Okay, I like you. Get a permanent position. You're gonna finish training here eight years, and you're gonna get American Board of Neurosurgery. Hallelujah! I got the job. And got the pay, and not only that, not only he said you get the permanent position now, you're gonna graduate from here from University of Washington. After I say, I will serve the Lord and build the church. Amen. Not only that, he say, by the way, this year you become second in command. You will pass every American doctor to be the top of the whole system. You now tell everyone what to do. Can you imagine? I was there only two years. They promoted me to be the number one in the whole system. All the American doctors have to listen to me by the third year, and I got the position. Then I begin to build the church. Oh, so hard! Pastor Kenny know very well. At 2 a.m. on Saturday, I still typing my sermon because I work as a resident. It's very difficult job because you wake up at 5 a.m. and you went to. Make round at 6 a.m. You came home by 10 p.m. My wife never see me. We did not have a baby for eight years because she never saw me. No baby for eight years. <laughs> Pastor Dad was very patient with me. Anyway, you know what happened? God is so good. Again, everyone say blessing business. Blessing business. A few years later, my boss said, "I want to bless you to send you to London for one year. Free airplane ticket, free place to stay, train there. And England system, the work is only eight to four. After four o'clock, you go home. In that kind of system, American system is different. American system is six to eleven p.m. Six a.m. to eleven p.m. You have to work like a dog all day long. But in England system." Eight to four, then you can go home and have fun. And you know, England, when you fly to its country, is only one and a half hours. You can go to Paris, one and a half hour. You can go to Switzerland. So it's heaven to go there, to have free room, 
free airplane ticket and bigger money, bigger salary than America. I think it's about fifty thousand pounds a year. I walk in. He say, "I'm gonna send you next year." I was like shocked because how can I leave my church? I cannot leave my church. If I leave the church, at that time have only forty members. The church gonna collapse for sure. No pastor. I say to him, "No, I cannot go." He look at me. Are you crazy? Are you crazy? You gave up this opportunity to enjoy traveling in Europe for one year for fun and with the salary from England system in London. I say I'm sorry, and I told him, I pastor a church. He even big eyes. You pastor a church? How can you do that? I say God called me. He say I'm thinking about it. I let you go home. A few days later, he called me and he say. I let you stay. I gave up the opportunity to go to London to be in the blessing business to the member of the church. I gave it up. Twenty years later, God still fulfilled the desire of my heart to go to Europe. Somebody contact me from London. Can you come and preach here? We're going to take you to see the London Bridge. We're gonna take you to see all the thing in London and enjoy. So for five years now, I have been flying to Europe two times a year. See the view in Switzerland. I was standing up on the mountain in Switzerland. Look at the view. Wow! I went to Paris. I went to Sweden. Now I went on business of blessing. Not selfish business. I still preach. I still get people saved. I minister to um, German people, to Swiss people, and more people get saved. I still can go to Europe and enjoy the European scenery. After twenty years later, God is a good God. When you live for the blessing business, He will take care of you. Everyone, do this one more time. Amen. We need. I give you all this testimony to tell you that when you live to build the church, to build the kingdom, to bless people, to get people saved, to bring people out of hell to go to heaven, He will open heaven. Actually, in the book of Haggai, chapter two, the Bible says that if you build my church, I will shake the heavens and the earth. And the sea and the dry land, and silver is mine, gold is mine. I will shake the nations to bless you. Amen. That is Haggai chapter two. I think verses ten on. Amen. So if you leave yourself with the business of God, God gonna open the door that no man can shut. God gonna bless you more than you can imagine. More than you can think of, and you can ask. I want to encourage all of you: get involved with the blessing business. Get involved in building the Church of Jesus Christ. Open your home to feed people, preach the gospel to them, and they get saved. Get involved in making disciples, teaching people the Bible, love them, visiting people in the hospital, pray for people, loving people. Don't stay home selfishly for yourself. Go out and give and help and bless and do the work of the Lord, and He's gonna bless you. Amen. Some of you may say that 
Oh, you know, uh, this is a small church. You know, I rather to be in the big church. I tell you, in fact, the church that needs you the most is a small church, not the big church, because the big church they have so many people already. They have so all kinds of people, but small church they need manpower. If God put you in a small church, you should be. Thank you, Jesus. Now I can be the blessing there. Amen. I can be the blessing in that small church. I can help them. I can help them set up things. It's a blessing. When I started the church, I have only five people in the basement of my house. Nothing. I don't even have this. You know how I preach? I put up a table and have a chair turned up and side down and put a cloth on so no one can see the ch- the leg of the chair and put. Because I was a student at that time, I did not have money to buy any pulpit. I just use whatever I have in my house. I don't have any worship team. Pastor Da lead worship at that time with one guitar, nothing, no PowerPoint, nothing. Everyone stand with the paper and the hand and sing along with us. Some of you may have heard the testimony that the first few years of my teaching, I was reading my sermon like this. I could not preach like this. But we start from little, little, and we grow, and God adds more. God adds more. God see the faithfulness, and God add more anointing, more understanding. Amen. Therefore, don't look down on the days of small things. That's what the Bible say. Don't look down on the small church. Don't look down on the days of small things. Don't look down on your pastor. Because he's going to grow and God's going to use him more powerfully. Who can imagine 20-something years ago, this guy who spoke broken English going to go to preach in Germany, in London, in Switzerland. Who in the world see me 28 years ago with this kind of preaching, reading? Now I, I am able to stand in front of 1,500 people in Put this country like Thailand and preach to people and demon come out. People get healed. People get delivered and family restore. Who in the world can imagine that? But I was starting from nothing. Nothing. But it's the heart. The heart say, yes, I'm not, not, this is Nazi. I did this in Germany one time. Everyone was so mad at me. I did not know that it's very offensive in Germany to do this. So I, I changed now. <laughs> this is a Nazi. Now, yes, Lord. <laughs> I learned a new way to say yes. <laughs> yes, Lord. I think this is one my, my heart. My heart, and I agree to do that. I want to get involved in the blessing business. Amen. God bless us. In Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 to 6, the Bible says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every, everyone say every, spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as He shows us in Him before the foundation of the world. The blessing, spiritual blessing is available to you. But in order to receive the blessing, you need to have faith. You need to obey. Whenever, whatever he tells you to do, maybe he tells you to say, help Pastor Prasad and to build a church. You're going to bring more Spanish-speaking people into the church. Yeah. And then Pastor Prasad have to learn how to say, 
te dios te bendiga and gracias. They have to learn more Spanish. Amen. Like I'm learning some German now. I, next year after I retire from medical field, I may go to German school to learn German. Dankeschön. Got second ditch. I'm learning some German now because I have to go to Switzerland and Germany twice a year. I want to speak German to them. Amen. Pastor Da will join the class too. <laughs> so we can talk to each other at home in German. Amen. We need to say, yes, Lord. Yes. I want to say yes to you. I want to join your company. The company called Blessing Business. Amen. The problem happened this way. The Problem happened this way. In Genesis chapter 1 verse 27, you listen to the rest of the sermon later on. I will put into your YouTube. God created man his, his own image. The image of God, he created him male and female. He created them. At the beginning, Adam and Eve were created in the image of God. Love, kindness, thinking about other people, thinking about the benefit of heaven. But unfortunately, the devil lied to Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve listened to the deceptive words, and they lost the blessing. Adam and Eve lost the blessing when they sinned against God. They did not only lose the blessing, that's why sickness started to come in, curses started to come in. They have to work so hard. They have quarrel. Their two sons can kill Abel. Bad things happen because they lost the blessing. They lost the image of God. Jealousy come in. Hatred, fighting, strife came into the world because they obey the devil. And now we all were born in the image of Adam. We were growing up in the sinful nature. Do you know that the reason God sent Jesus into the world Save us, pay the price for us. The Bible says in Galatians chapter 3, verses 13 to 14, he says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, Curse is everyone who hangs on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles. Everyone point to yourself. Upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. My dear brother and sister, God wants to restore. He is doing the transformation process, restoration process, to get us back to the image of God. We lost the image of God. When we lost the image of God, what happened? We become selfish, self-centered. Me, me, me. I don't care about God. I care only my own business. I don't care about other people. I will take, take, take. Cheat, cheat, lie. I do everything for my own benefit. That is the nature of Adam, nature of human being. But Christ died. He won us by his love that we will give our life back to him. And when we give our life back to him, he began to work in us to restore us from glory to glory to glory until we become more like him. He wants to bring the image of God back to all of us. He wants us to become like God, not be God, not be, not be God himself, but become like him. Less selfish, more of what can I bless other people? 
What can I do to live for the kingdom? It's not about me anymore, but it's about blessing others and blessing God. But with that attitude, He bless you anyway. You're gonna get more than what you used to live selfishly. Amen. So when that character come back, you begin to live for the kingdom of God. You die to yourself. You carry the cross. You're willing to work hard, and then. Heaven is open on you. Amen. He poured the blessing on you, and that blessing was bought by the blood of Jesus Christ. He died on the cross. He took your curse on Himself, so that He can give you the blessing by faith. And the blessing come by the Holy Spirit. Do you know that all these things, the process that we do in the church? Let me explain to you. The process that we do, why we produce teaching MP3 sent to you, why I prepare a sermon and preach to you, why we try to build a good church in Los Angeles, why we try to build a good church in Bangkok, in Switzerland, why we lay hand and get the fire of God, touch people, kick demon out of them, touch them, bless them. Why we do all of these things? The reason is, one, we want to take people out of the world to become a Christian. We want to save. We want to make sure that your two children shall be saved. Your daughter and your son will be in heaven one day. That's number one. We want to make sure that every child in the house and everyone in the world will come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why we want to build a loving church. That your kids want to come to church, sincere, genuine church, not politics, not playing game. Okay. That's number one. This is why we build the church. Number two, so that God's people who get saved and join the church will be transformed little by little by little until they gain back the image of Christ, and then they can join the blessing business of the Father, and then they shall be blessed, and the blessing will go down to the. Second, the third, the fourth, the thousand generations—Hallelujah! That is the purpose of God for the world: is to save people, to bring the blessing back, the blessing that Adam has lost, the blessing that Eve has lost. He wants to bring the blessing back to the world. Are you joining the Father to do that? It's your choice. Amen. It's your choice. That's why I never get exhausted or. Burned out by building the church because I know that I'm in the business of helping people to come to know God and become the blessing to other people, bringing it back to the world. Amen. The Great Commission is about the business of blessing. Do you know that? Jesus said, "Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all the nations and teach them all the things that I have taught you, because." I, the all authority in heaven and on earth belong to me, and I will give it to you to have that authority to bring the blessing to the nations. Family that is broken down gonna be restored. People who are in debt gonna be out of debt. People who are sick gonna be healed. People who are in the curse, the kids are in drugs. In bondage, in pornography, gonna be set free. People gonna be in the blessing business. Amen. And God wants to give you that authority to bring the blessing to other people. You are not doing the job by yourself. You do it with the authority of the kingdom of God. 
what a privilege to be the part of the blessing business. Amen. Amen. I pray that you will make the right choice like I did many years ago to build the kingdom, to be used by God. Whatever God called you to do, I know one sister here. She from Los Angeles. I know God used her to be an evangelist to evangelize. Why she doing massage? She can. They cannot get out from the table. So why you massage? Jesus loved you. Pray for you. There are a few profession that people cannot run away from you. Number one, hair stylist. While you're cutting the hair, you can preach the gospel. No one can run away. Number two, the massager. You can do, and then you can preach the gospel. That what is God is using you. You are the blessing to the people in Los Angeles. Who knows? Maybe you massage some Taiwanese lady, and then you preach the gospel. She gets saved. One day she end up to be an evangelist for Taiwanese. She go back to Taiwan, preach the gospel. Thousands of people get saved because you, Jesus loved you. How do you say in Mandarin? Jesus, I need. <laughs> That's there. I need. I even love Jesus. I need Jesus. I need, and she become an evangelist. Who knows? Amen. You do your part. God will do His part. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. <laughs> okay, I should stop. <laughs> Hallelujah. This morning, I like to pray for all of you to receive that authority and the anointing to bring the blessing into your life. And to be the blessing to the nations, Amen. You ask God, God, just pour out Your authority and blessing on me. I want to join Your blessing business. Use me, indeed, Father. Help me. Oh, pour out the blessing on me so that I can have super abundantly to bless other people. Oh Lord, thank you for putting all of us here in California, in America, where. It's a melting pot that we can reach out to international people. We don't have to even fly to other nations to reach out to the international. Here in America, we have international people around us: people from Egypt, people from Taiwan, people from Mexico, people from Thailand, people from El Salvador, people from Laos. Everywhere here in this melting pot. And we are doing the great commission for you, Lord. Anoint me, O Lord. Bless me indeed. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> May the Lord bless you. Hallelujah. So why don't we just light up quickly, and Pastor Dan, I will pray for you. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. I'm so thirsty.
Mr. 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 Mr.